Dr. Barbara Becker-Holstein, psychologist, and in recent years, also a filmmaker. Being a couple is not the easiest game in town. It can be very hard because people hide some of their real feelings. People can even have some fantasies that they don't quite know how to deal with. People can differ in their impressions about so many things. So we have incorporated some of these things into the drama tonight, which we will be reading. You will get to know two people, Hannah and Adam, a couple, and you will be thrown into the thrust of the ups and downs of their marriage and how they perceive each other. I hope you will enjoy it, and it will add a bit of comfort as we go through some difficult times. Now, I'm going to play the psychologist, so I think I better get out of the way so Hannah and Adam can begin. In a psychologist's office named Dr. Gold, Hannah, a 30-something woman, sits on a couch looking towards the psychologist. She seems anxious and a little fidgety. Where would you like to begin? I am... Um... I, it's okay. Take a moment. I had an affair. How does that make you feel, the affair? Guilty, remorseful, I guess. I think I'm not even sure. Did this affair happen recently? Yes, a few weeks ago, while on vacation with my husband, Adam. Is this affair ongoing? Yes, no, it's complicated. Mm. Okay, take me through what happened. Okay, we went on a road trip out to the great Northwest. Back in time to their vacation, Hannah is sitting in the passenger seat of the car reading Lonely Planet Best of India, while her husband, Adam, late 30s, drives the car while peacefully humming a song. They were on the last leg of their trip to Crater Lake, Oregon, when she met him, the man she had an affair with. How much further to the hotel? About two hours or so. That's all? Hey, you had your nose buried in that book for a couple of hours. <laughs> Sorry. Don't be. Uh, you think we could stop somewhere soon? I gotta pee. Sure. Next station we see. Thank you. So, where are we going next? Huh? Uh, oh. <laughs> um, Karnaka, India. It looks amazing and it sounds amazing. Uh, Mysore, Plato, Anantapur. Oh, and Bangalore. Definitely a must as well. Bangaluru. Huh? Bangaluru is Bangalore. Just how they say it locally. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we had a visiting professor at the university from there. He would say, hello, I am Professor Katoon, and I am visiting here from Bengaluru. Oh, honey. What? <laughs> Please don't ever do that again. I'm not trying to be mean. That's how he sounded. I met Professor Katoon. He definitely didn't sound like that. Oh, gas station. Car pulls into the station. 
They both get out and stretch. Adam walks over to the pump. Hannah eyes the shop. You want anything? Uh, something salty, thanks. Okay. Hannah enters and heads towards the bathroom. She stops in front of it. There's a sign, out of order. She lets out a small sigh and heads down the snack aisle and grabs a bag of nuts and chips off the shelf before heading to the self-serve coffee stand. A man speaks with an authentic Indian accent to the clerk in the background. Oh, the bathroom is out of order. Oh yeah, sorry. A man walks up behind Hannah who continues to fix her coffee and he talks to her. I can't believe the bathroom doesn't work. She smiles. His accent is alluring. She thinks it's her husband. Honey, that sounds more like it. But... She looks up. It's not her husband standing beside her, but a stranger, an alluringly attractive Indian man in his mid to late 30s. She freezes for a moment. She, excuse me? I'm sorry. I thought you were my husband for a second. He smiles. She smiles awkwardly. They both continue to fix their coffees. Can you believe, though, that the first bathroom in 50 miles doesn't have a working bathroom? At least you men can go easily in the woods. I have to hold it. <laughs> uh, are you finished with that? Huh? The creamer. Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry. Here you go. She hands him the creamer. Their fingers touch. An involuntary jolt of electricity courses through Hannah. She pulls her hands away and finishes capping her coffees. Thank you. You're welcome. Safe travels. You too. Bye. She heads to the cashier, pays for her coffee, gives him a last up and down look before heading back outside. Adam is finishing putting the nozzle back onto the pump. She approaches him, coffee in hand. From behind, the man comes out behind her with a bag in his hand. Excuse me. Hannah turns around. Adam is watching as she and her mystery friend talk. He can hear yes. the conversation. Oh, you forgot your chips. Oh, oh God, thank you. I, wait, did I even pay for those? <laughs> no, I did. You left them on the coffee bar. What? I did? Uh, how much was it? She reaches into her pocket to pull out some money. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye. Again. The man heads off to his car. Hannah and Adam get in their car and pull away. Who was that? the guy at the station. Oh, I have no idea. But he paid for your chips. I forgot them at the coffee table. Adam reaches in the bag for a chip. Thank you very much. She smiles. Adam's accent is much closer. She closes her eyes. Hmm, much better. A little more subtle. Oh, really? I thought you didn't want me doing this accent ever again. <laughs> Not if it sounds bad, I don't. Oh, had I known, I'd do it for you all the time. 
She opens her eyes and looks over. For a moment, her husband is replaced by the Indian stranger she just met in the parking lot. Pull over. What? Pull over. Adam pulls over. She leans over and passionately kisses her husband. Back in Dr. Gold's office. So you began to have fantasies of this stranger almost immediately. No, no. I, I don't, oh, I don't know. It was like a flash, like not really a fantasy. I wanted my husband. But you thought of this stranger while kissing your husband. No, it was him for a moment. Like he was there in place of my husband. I see. The <sighs> writes down a note. And I guess I kissed him differently. Why do you say that? Because my husband literally said that. As we switch back to their trip, they continue to kiss and neck each other. Wow, that was different. What? The way you just kissed me. Oh, sorry. No, don't be. I like it. Dr. Gold, is that weird? No, no, not at all. Most likely you kissed him the way you would kiss a stranger that you suddenly had some lust for, not the way you kiss your husband. Huh? I, but I like kissing my husband. I love my husband. Sure. I'm not saying you don't love him. It's just that when you were kissing a stranger, it kind of compelled you to kiss him in a different way. Right, right. Please continue. Not much more happened then. Back in the car, Hannah's moans of pleasure is replaced by a groan of pain. Adam stops kissing her and is concerned. Uh, you, you okay? Yeah, fine. Um, we're gonna have to continue this later because I really have to pee. What? I thought you went. The bathroom was out of order. I'll be right back. Dr. Gold questions Hannah. What happened next? Okay, so we finally got to the hotel. Later, Adam and Hannah pull up to the lodge and park the car. They go inside. I'm going to find the bathroom. Okay, and I'll check us in. Adam makes his way to the bathroom. She waits online for the concierge. As she does, she catches out of the corner of her eye the man from the gas station. I couldn't believe that he was there, and I couldn't take my eyes off of him. He catches her look, he smiles, and she does too. Was he alone? No. In the lodge, Hannah watches as a woman and two children make their way up to the man. He picks up the luggage and starts walking off. She watches them walk off. Ma'am, how can I help you? Hi, checking in? Hannah turns one last time and watches the family disappear down the hallway. Name on the reservation? Walsh. Back at Dr. Gold's office. I knew then, at that counter, that something was going to happen. Why do you say this? That place is magical. It's beautiful. Adam and Hannah enter the hotel room. They are floored by how beautiful it is. 
she walks up to the window facing the beautiful dark blue lake. Wow. Adam puts the bags down next to the bed and walks up behind his wife. He puts his arms around her waist. They stay there together, cheek to cheek, looking out at the beautiful view. She turns and she sees the stranger from the gas station standing before her. She kisses him passionately. They fall on the bed together. Unless you feel the need to talk about all the details, we can skip ahead. Sure, sure. Later, having dinner in the lodge's restaurant, the restaurant is full. Hannah and Adam are being seated at a table. This place is unbelievable. Isn't it? That lake. It's like something out of a painting. I still can't believe how deep blue it is. Well, I told you. I know. See, we don't have to travel halfway around the world to see wonders. No, but we can travel around the world to see different wonders. Just then, Adam sees the man who helped his wife in the parking lot of the gas station. Hey, isn't that the guy from the gas station? Hannah looks over her shoulder. It's him, all right, and she notes his beautiful family beginning to sit at the table with him. She turns back to Adam, trying to hide her blush rising through her cheeks. I think so. She takes a swig of her wine. Adam motions over to the maitre d' who just sat them, and he walks over to Adam. Sir, how may I help you? The gentleman you just sat down with his family, the Indian fellow, he did a nice thing for us on the road. I'd like to buy them a bottle of wine for dinner as a thank you. Mm, I see. Very courteous of you. But unfortunately, Mr. Azad does not drink alcohol. Oh, okay. Um, uh, maybe we can send them an appetizer or, or dessert. Excellent idea, madam. I'll have the kitchen send something out that I know they'll enjoy. Thank you. The maitre d' walks away. Well, now I want to know what they're going to get. Yeah, me too. <laughs> they sit and watch as Mr. Azad and his family settle into their seats. After a few seconds, the maitre d' appears, followed by a waitress carrying a couple of plates of appetizers. They watch as the maitre d' chats with Mr. Azad. He looks over and sees Hannah and Adam staring at them. He smiles and waves, and they wave back. Just then, the waitress appears by them with a bottle of wine, and Hannah and Adam look at it perplexed. We didn't order this. No, sir. He did. Later, Adam and Hannah are now sitting with Mr. Aradash Azad and his family. They're enjoying each other's company. So, Adarash, what do you do for a living? I'm a neurosurgeon at uh, Providence Portland Medical Center. Adam is impressed, as is Hannah. Adarash's wife, Madhavi, not so much. Oh, stop it, others. What? My husband has illusions of grandeur. Well, that's what I was meant to be if my parents had their way. So, what is it that you do? We're restaurateurs. Oh, any famous restaurants? I don't know if famous is the right word, but we're sitting in one currently. That's, that's amazing. What about you both? 
Ah, nothing fancy for me. Just your average man trying to prepare the minds of our future generations for whatever it may hold. He is a professor at Drew University. And uh, you, Hannah? Um, mental health is my field, primarily with younger kids. Psychologist? Yes, it's been a dream come true. Um, if you have any tips on how to get our kids to listen to us, we are all ears. <laughs> Adarash and Hannah share a look for a moment. Speaking of kids, it's time to get ours to bed. It's getting late. Um, this was nice. Thank you for inviting us to your table. Thank you for appetizers and dessert. How long are you here for? The weekend, then back to Portland for us, and then we fly home. How about you? Same. And then heading back to New Jersey. Oh. Some of our most successful restaurants are in New Jersey. The kids are starting to get anxious. Okay, Makalu. We are leaving. Hopefully we'll see you around this weekend. Good night. Yeah. Good night. Good night. Nice meeting you. Yes. Very, very nice. Good night. Later, Hannah and Adam enter their room. Oh, they're a nice family, huh? Yes, very nice. Hannah kicks off her shoes and falls on the bed. Oh, and their accents. Oh, it gets me every time. Oh, yeah? Does it turn you on? Adam lays down with his wife and kisses her. Hannah moans softly. She's enjoying this. Mm-hmm. You want me like this? Yes. Hannah and Adam are asleep in bed. There's a knock at the door which wakes her up. She approaches the door, peeps through the eye hole, and sees Adarash standing on the other side. She slides the lock and opens the door. Adarash, is everything okay? Yes. Everything is fine. I... I have to leave. I wanted to say goodbye. Leave? Where are you going? Back home. To India? Yes. It was a pleasure meeting you. Adarash turns and starts walking down the hallway. Oh, wait! He turns and looks back. Yes? Hannah comes out of the doorway and walks towards him. She kisses him passionately. What are you, what are you doing? What about your husband? I, I... Hannah suddenly opens her eyes in bed. She looks over and sees Adam asleep, snoring. She rolls back over and closes her eyes again. I have a question. Okay. Have you ever fantasized or dreamed of being with anyone else while married to your husband before? No. Not at all. Oh, well, does Ryan Gosling count? <laughs> no. No other thoughts about extramarital affairs with other people you've encountered before you met Adarash? No, never. I, I don't know what came over me. But ever since Crater Lake, all I wanted Adam to do was that accent all the time. And, and I wanted him to be Adarash. And how did that make you feel? Lustful. Full of fun. 
it made me feel like Adam finally understood the erotic and the adventurous side of me. It, it made me feel young again, like, like we were kids fooling around. I see. I didn't realize it was starting to be a problem. Can you elaborate on that? Okay. Back home in New Jersey, Hannah is sitting alone, sipping a cup of tea and reading a book when Adam comes down the stairs. Hey, Han. Hey, have you seen my brown shoes? I can't find them. Uh, did you check the closet? Adam's opens the closet door. Yep, there they are, right where they should be. He grabs the shoes and begins to put them on. I, uh, I made a reservation for dinner at Savini's for 7.30. Okay, sounds good. Are you there? Sure. What is it? Nothing. I thought you were going to say chutney or mosam. Why, are you in the mood for Indian? No, Italian is fine. Maybe you finally got it out of your system. What? Since Portland. It's been, say that again, and this again, in that accent. It was getting a bit much. Oh, I didn't realize it was bothering you. I thought we were just having a bit of fun. It was, for a while. Well, none of my friends role-play with their husbands, and it felt good to just- Whoa, wait. You tell your friends about what we do in bed? No, no, not directly. Well, maybe Angela about the role-playing and the accent. Only Angela? Oh, are you mad? She's chatty. I don't want everyone knowing what you and I do in bed. She's not going to tell anyone. <sighs> Enough. Savini's at 7.30 p.m. Okay, see you later. Adam storms out of the house, slamming the door behind him. Hannah sits for a moment, contemplating the conversation she just had. She opens her book and begins to read again. When her phone rings, she looks at the phone. It's her mother. Hi, Mom. Hi, honey. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. How was the trip? Beautiful. Had a great time. How's Dad? He's good on the golf course. Oh, he sounds like a true Floridian. <laughs> He's trying to drive well, like, like one, too. Oh, no. What does that mean? Oh, nothing. Just starting to do 25 in a 55, Ooh. rolling through stop signs, making left turns from right lanes. Oh, boy. Oh, Dad. <laughs> hey, uh, Mom, can I ask you a question? Of course, honey. What's up? Have you ever fantasized about anyone else while with dad? All the time. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah, sometimes I wish he were George Clooney or Brad Pitt. Oh, but no one ever real. They're not real? No, I mean like tangible, obtainable, real. <laughs> you having an affair? No, no. I just... <sighs> I don't know if it was the need for excitement or what, but since Oregon, I've wanted Adam to be someone else. Don't we all, right? We have an idea of who we want the men in our lives to be and then have to deal with what we got. It's okay to dream. Yeah, you're right. Anyway, listen, I got the ladies coming over to play some bridge, so I gotta run. I just wanted to hear your voice and say hi. 
Okay. It was really good talking to you, mom. I'll talk to you soon. Bye, sweetheart. Hannah hangs up, sits for a moment in silence before opening her book back up again to read. Later, Hannah is finishing getting ready for dinner, putting on lipstick, fixing her dress, etc. And there's a knock on the door. She heads to the door. She's flabbergasted that Adarash is standing there in the doorway, and she opens it up. Hello, Hannah. Hi. I hope I'm not intruding. No, uh, not at all. How did you get my address? The internet. Oh, yeah. Right. Uh, I, uh, I haven't been able to stop thinking about you. Oh, um... I, I need you to know something. Yeah, what's that? I lied to you. I'm not a, a restaurateur. I'm actually an agent of the research and analysis wing of my country's intelligence bureau. Wait, what? Madhvi and the children were part of, a, of my cover. I was on a classified mission. It's over now. I'm going home. Come with me. I... I don't... Hannah takes his hand and they are magically transported to Bangalore, India. Adarash are walking down the street. They see the wonders of India together. They come upon a street fair, a party's happening, dancing is everywhere, and Hannah is in heaven. They kiss passionately. She pulls away. Guilt has come over her and she can't do it. Hannah wakes up from her nap, pulling her hand away from an imaginary Adarash who is no longer there. She checks her watch. It's 6.45 p.m. She's going to be late for dinner. She gets up and rushes out of the house. At Savini's restaurant, Adam is sitting at a candlelight table by himself. He checks his watch and it's nearly 7.30 p.m. Hannah's late. He's about to text her when she comes into the restaurant. I'm so sorry. I fell asleep while reading my book. It's okay. She sits down and Adam lifts a bottle of wine. I took the liberty. I hope you don't mind. No, not at all. He pours Hannah a glass and a waitress approaches. Bonasara. Hi. Evening. So, we have a few specials tonight. We have a cold seafood salad appetizer. And for dinner, we have a sesame-crusted pan-seared tuna steak. As the waitress continues, Hannah catches someone familiar walking past in the background. She thinks it's Adarash. He heads into the kitchen area and Hannah begins to blush. And finally, we have homemade lasagna. And honestly, it's big enough for two. <laughs> Thanks, we'll need a few minutes. Take your time. Hannah sips the wine and she's flushed. Everything okay? Yes, why? You're about as red as that lobster over there. Oh, um, I... Adam catches a glimpse of the same man Hannah spotted who she thought was Adarash. Oh, I see. 
That's not him. Who's not who? Please don't insult me. You thought that was Adarash. <clears throat> no, I, I, um. Uh... Is this what the accent was about? You wanted someone else because I wasn't good enough anymore for you? Are you folks ready to order? So, did you think this was one of his places? What? That this was his place, that he would be here. No, not at all. No? No. I'll come back. You know, at first, I thought it was fun too. Putting on the accent, fantasizing, but it all started to feel like that was all you wanted from me, to be someone else, that I was not good enough anymore. No, honey. Then what? I... I just, listen, we're gonna be 40 soon and we've been together for nearly 15 years and I wanted that feeling of being with someone else, but I wanted that someone else to be you. Because I'm not good enough? No, because I wanted to feel young again. I wanted adventure. It's, it's why I wanna to go to all these places with you. It felt good to like play and fantasize and lust over each other again. I felt young again. Why him? Who, Adarash? No reason. I, I just think, I think it could have been anyone. You know, just the right mixture of Pacific air and those travel books and the alluring accent. So you don't want him? No, I wanted a fantasy to be swept away. By whom? By you. I love you. I want you. Oh, good. Because I love you too. And I want you too. But me. And no more role playing. Okay. Well, now I'm hungry. And I would like to eat dinner. Can we order? Yes, of course. Adam motions to the waitress. Back in Dr. Gold's office. And um, that's when we decided to try couples therapy. Is that all? Yes. The psychologist shifts her focus. And the same with you, Adam? Uh, that's pretty much everything. I don't want to, I, I, I just want to be enough for Hannah. I don't like feeling jealous of anyone, even myself. Dr. Gold looks between them. So, you never actually had an affair? I guess not. Technically, no. Right. And that is a huge relief for me, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Well, our time is up. Anything on your minds that you might want to bring up at our next appointment? Adam shakes his head no. He thinks everything is settled. But Hannah has a look of concern on her face and pure joy. Uh, yes. Okay, what is it? I'm pregnant. What? Congratulations! Really? I took the test this morning. Oh my god. Wait, <laughs> is the baby mine if she conceived while fantasizing about Adarash? Yes! yes. <laughs> I was kidding. Oh, Adarash, you're so funny. 
<laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. That is the end for now. It's like a magic flute Its music floats on angel wings It brings us up, it brings us down If only we knew the reason why Let me kiss your tears away Let me take you to my heart Sunshine streams from your song it's been there all along Sunshine streams from your song